filibuster receives sponsorship from the Ehrlich Law Office, Discrimination, Wage, and Litigation Solutions for Northern Virginia and the District of Columbia. They want you to know that your rights matter, you deserve to be free from harassment, and you deserve to work. They cover workplace discrimination and wage theft, non-competition and non-solicitation litigation, civil rights, takings and disability, and a lot more. For a free consultation, go to ehrlichlawoffice.com slash filibuster. Welcome to Filibuster, the Black and Red United podcast. You can tell by the tone of my voice, this is not going to be a, a normal show. I'm Adam Taylor. I'm joined by Jason Anderson and Ben Bromley, uh, my, my co-hosts of this podcast. We'd planned to break down DC United's loss to the New England Revolution tonight on the show. Uh, instead, we are going to stand in solidarity with players from MLS, the NBA, WNBA and Major League Baseball to use the platform, which we are very privileged to have, uh, to affirm that Black Lives Matter, to call for justice for Jacob Blake and the many other victims of police brutality, and to condemn racism. Last night, following the lead of the NBA's Milwaukee Bucks, five other NBA teams, every WNBA team, 10 MLS teams, and several Major League Baseball teams refused to play striking in protest of systemic racism and police violence. Today, more MLB teams joined them, and the NHL postponed two days of its games. This is unprecedented, and it's to drive your and our attention to what's happened and is happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and what has been happening to Black people in North America for 401 years. This is more important than sports, and we're going to stand with the players tonight and Instead of talking about soccer, we're going to talk about their action in striking and refusing to play in protest of racial injustice and racism. I mean, the strike is the point. The point is that these games cannot happen because it draws the attention uh, of people who might not be paying attention to this, to people who might be privileged enough to not have to pay attention to this. It draws their attention to uh, police brutality and the murder of black people that's been happening for hundreds of years. And so uh, for anyone who says that they should do it in different ways, that this isn't the right way, that's the point. The point is that they, that, Nothing else has worked, and so this strike is the point. The stopping the games is the point to bring people's attention, uh, to try and bring people's attention to what is happening in our country. To uh, Jacob Blake getting shot. That this is the point, and the fact that people haven't been paying attention for so long—that's why it has to go this far. A lot of people treat sports as an escape from the drudgery and horrors of everyday life when you're black in America. And I, I can only speak to what I've been told um, not being black when you're black in America, you can't escape it. You're always black. And so they don't have the luxury of escaping through sports, these players. 
And so for one night, maybe for a little while longer, we don't have that luxury either. And that's why we're talking about it tonight. And it's, you know, the for the players making this choice, and I'm not talking just about MLS's players, but, um, you know, the NBA players, those are playoff games. Uh, the WNBA, their season is so short that every game is almost a playoff game. Um, the NHL, those guys are in the playoffs as well. Um, this is the, you know, the culmination of their, uh, potentially their athletic careers. You know, it, it, this has taken every day of their life almost up to this point to get here. Um, and after considering it, after talking it over, they said, you know, we have to stop, even if it comes to consequences, because this thing is a wildcat strike, um, which, you know, by the letter of their contract, now there's the whole uh, concept of, you know, there there's no illegal strike, only unsuccessful ones. Um, but by the letter of their contract, not, you know, refusing to play, it could come with some tangible consequences for the players. Um, and they said, even with that in mind, we have to stop right now. We have to talk about this instead. Um, and, you know, I wish MLS had handled it better. Um, I watched the first half of the Orlando game, mostly waiting for that broadcast to talk about what was going on everywhere else in the league and being flabbergasted uh, that they were not. Um, it felt like I was watching a broadcast from another universe or some other country's league uh, that does not have these problems somehow. Um, and I, I guess they got to the 55th minute when they finally um, very briefly addressed it in a way that was really far from ideal. Um, but the rest of the league, I think the players talked it out. I, I'm sure some people listening to this watched the Miami Atlanta broadcast, um, which showed players out there literally in uniform talking things over. Um, there was the back and forth of the players came out. Then the captains went back in, back and forth. Um, so it was obviously something happening very quickly. Um, and I'm glad that eventually the the players unified uh, for the most part. Um, I know Mark Anthony Kay called out specifically Orlando's players. I don't know enough. I, I don't think any of us are ever going to know enough about the actual timeline there because there is a league rule requiring phones to be turned off 90 minutes before kickoff. Um, so it is very much possible. You know, I think Dax McCarty was saying that the time, the timeline just ran out. They couldn't stay connected to be involved in, uh, the chats that the rest of the teams were having. Um, if that's the case, I feel like maybe the players association needs to consider amending that so that maybe the players association rep can, uh, you know, have a, a, like a, even if it's just like a, a side cell phone that is only for this um, or every locker room has a red telephone that uh, is only for this kind of communication. But um, it's, you know, it sounds like a joke, but it would have helped a lot um, for the entire league to be unified rather than almost everyone. And then have one game play as if everything is fine. Um, Cause it wasn't fine. Um, I don't, you know, as much as I want to say that those players deserve at least some, benefit of the doubt because they might have run out of time they also shouldn't have needed extra time it should have been something that they should have been able to like you know what we can't play tonight um and you, you, but, uh, and you 
you feel like right. something should have happened at halftime that they could have figured it out, but right. You know, someone in the communications department, you know, teams, team staff, I know from sitting in press box, they know what else is going on around the league. Right. Um, exactly. All their journalists know what's going on around the league. That game had media members and they were talking about it. Um, the folks that are down in Orlando covering the game in person, they were talking about what was going on. Um, so yeah, I, I, that part of it is really, it has graded on me since yesterday. Um, but I'm glad to see the rest of the league's players yeah. get it right. Um, and that it seems like it's a unified response now that they've all had a little more time to figure out exactly what they're doing. Um, you know, this morning we were due to speak with, uh, the team for the pregame press conference, you know, normal business heading into a game. Um, and at the last minute, DC and I had said, you know, we're going to pull the plug on that. The team had a meeting and now that has been moved back a day and the player list has changed and it has changed very noticeably because now it's, um, it was going to be Steve Birnbaum and Ola Kamara. Now it's going to be uh, Bill Hamid and Earl Edwards Jr. And the release to the media specifically said um, the members of DC United's Black Players for Change delegation effectively are who's going to be on this call. So, you know, the team gets it. Um, and their statement, uh, I think, is a very good one because there are some bad ones that are like, well, violence is bad and we we don't think you should do that. Um, and that's not what's needed right now. You have to be specific. And, yeah. you know, credit to DC United, they were. Yeah, and I actually want to read that statement right now um it's just under the the headline club statement and it says on may 25th 2020 george floyd george floyd was killed by a police officer on june 12 2020 richard brooks was shot and killed by a police officer on august 23rd 2020 a police officer shot jacob blake seven times in his back leaving him paralyzed these senseless acts by members of our law enforcement span three months when George Floyd's life was taken from him, we pledged to use our voice and platform to be a driving force of change. Many Americans are now more aware of the systemic racism and social injustices that reside in our country. There must be fundamental change. We will be relentless in our effort to demand change, and we will continue to use our platform to push for social justice, equality, and police accountability in our country. Police brutality against Black Americans has to stop. The senseless killing of Black Americans has to stop. It's just signed DC United. That is one of the more forceful and, as you said, Jason, specific statements we've seen from anyone in American soccer um, around. Yeah, this. I yeah, mean, I'm proud of for releasing that and and for you know continuing on the the path that they set out on earlier when they made an earlier statement. Uh, after George Floyd was killed to support Black Lives Matter and to support the calls for change. And this is this is on that path. We saw them paint the field and, and we're seeing continued action from them. And um, I know from uh, Twitter that one of the team's employees pointed out that they have a, a uh, diversity, equity and inclusion committee of employees on the team that I think helped with this statement and helped with some of the other activities they're doing. And, and that's all, that's all good that the club is doing that and and they deserve credit for that. Yeah. And, and it's a change, 
Um, I, I don't think a year ago, a year and a half ago, if, if this is, if these incidents were happening back then, I don't think this would have been the reaction from the team. Um, so I'm glad that, uh, they are more intentional about what they want to do about these things. Um, it feels I, I don't have a, I'm not privy to the internal process of who crafted this statement, but it feels like the players are being involved um, yes. and being heard uh, in a way that maybe wasn't going to, wouldn't have been the case before. And it doesn't mean that the previous folks that worked there were doing a bad job or uh, were secretly racist or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's tough right now. Uh, or I shouldn't say it's tough. Uh, you can't sit this one out, basically. You're in, and you can't pass it off right now. It has to be, there has to be something more to your your process other than, well, let's not get in trouble. Or um, let's say something so everyone gets off our back. Uh, it has to be more than that right now. And we've seen plenty of those statements. Those kind sure of, have. We're putting out a statement so we can say we put out a statement. I'm, I'm relieved I mean, and happy that DC United did not put out that kind of statement as a fan I mean, and supporter of that club. You know, look at the Major League Soccer statement about Deloy Hansen before the Athletic uh, report um, came out and revealed more about him. Um, I mean, also, let's uh, point out the North American Soccer Reporters statement, which uh, Jason and I are both a part of that organization, but we were not, no one in the membership was consulted on that statement before they put it out. And they put out a very milk toast, terrible statement that I I don't stand behind. And I assume Jason does not stand behind either. Yeah. It doesn't represent my view. Um, I think the statement, any statement um, just, it just needs to be more specific um, about what the problem is um, and come with some sort of call to action. And, you know, saying, you know, we stand with the players, but stand is a verb, uh, and it needs to come with other actions. Um, it cannot be, we stand with the players, but, you know, they'll handle it, right? Um, you know, the yeah. passing passing the kicking the can down the road is not going to fly. It's not going to get things done, especially if you have the platform that teams do or the whole league does. Um, you know, the or reporters the, do. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the the Delo Hansen situation, for example, um, as much as it sounds like it's a you know a sea change happening there, there's also a lot of uh rumors flying around that that people have heard these stories, or at least something something hinting that these stories were known and were just being kept under wraps. Why? He's not <laughs> He's Why were these stories being kept under wraps? Um, yeah, he's not under pressure because he did these things right. and said these things, all of which deserve to be condemned. He's get he's under pressure now because the things he said and did have become public. Yes, the the league that didn't want us to know. Problem. Yeah, the 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 league probably knew. Um, if they didn't know, that's a different bad problem uh, because right. you should they, know. It's a different indictment. Conscious decision not to know. Yes. Um, you know, but it's somewhere in there, it's real bad. Um, and it's, you know, I, I guess we should also point out that like the guys at RSL soapbox did an amazing job today. Um, but yes, 
because of the flood of information as much as the like difficulty of it. Um, it's not fun to talk about your team when it's not just, well, we lost a soccer game. It's like, I might not be able to follow this anymore. Um, so I, I just, it's very frustrating that we're still at a point where on one hand we're standing with the players and in some cases, in some, some cities, you know, Portland, I think had another good statement where they actually specifically said police brutality. Um, so some, some teams get it and they are more active towards these things. Other teams are like, oh God, I hope no one finds out how, you know, the owner is a big racist. Um, and it can't be like that. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough on teams or, or, you know, young players. We're talking about this before we went on, but um, Hanson also owns Utah, the Utah Royals and the two players from that team that have called him out publicly are rookies, um, rookies that didn't play all that much in the Challenge Cup. So um, it shouldn't just be a couple players who have the courage to stand up for what's right. Um, it shouldn't be, you know, a couple of rookies. It shouldn't be uh, Andy Williams, who used to play in the league and is now a scout um, coming forward. It shouldn't oh, just be him. It, but it a scout who's be... furloughed from RSL, right? Yeah, uh, who's been furloughed and basically left to Laid off. you know hang in the Thanks. wind. Like he he you know part of the interviews if you read their uh, the athletics interview with him as well as there's um uh, the KSL TV station I believe it's TV station um, did a video interview with him and he talks about how no one's even contacted him you know yeah. so they furloughed him when again this is the same owner that uh, this is kind of off topic but he spent millions of dollars on coins, uh, but he's furloughing his workers and is now also, um, it turned out, uh, you know, saying terribly racist things, not just once or twice, but repeatedly um, yeah. over a series of and years. Casually. Yeah, just throwing it yeah, out there. Just like, throw, um, yeah, exactly. Throwing it out um, there. He's, uh, he's yeah. uh, to, terrible. To your point, Jason, that it shouldn't just be rookies. It, it shouldn't just be a few players here and there. It shouldn't just be black players either. Yeah, um, which is why we're speaking up. If you know, racism isn't going to be solved by black people. It's not, they're not the ones doing racism. It is a societal construct made by white people. And white supremacy is only going to be dismantled by white people. We have to actively step up and do the work. And that's true of, of podcasters. It's true of policymakers. It's true of players in this circumstance. Yeah. And it, like we have a, we have a small platform in, in, if it is, but anyone who has a platform right now, especially white people, especially white cis het people like all of us on this podcast are we have to use our platform for any kind of change that we can manage and just stand up and shout that this is not okay that white supremacy is not okay that police brutality is not okay and we're just not gonna we, we have to just not stop talking about this yeah um and and sometimes that means even getting out in front of it and, you know, possibly taking the heat uh, off of other yeah. people. Um, if that's For what sure. it's going to take, um, you know, 
our platform is fairly small, admittedly, but it's still something we can do. Um, you know, when you look around uh, the league, when I mentioned the Utah situation, uh, one of those rookies is black. One of those rookies is white. Um, and that's it, though. Um, and I feel like, you know, we talked about giving credit where credit's due with DC United. That's uh, Julian Gressel came out and said that he thinks Deloy Hansen should sell the team. Um, that's commendable. That's standing up and actually, you know, doing more than than hitting retweet or uh, like. having some, you know, having some broad platitudes or as is the case with a lot of white players in MLS today and in NWSL today and USL today, uh, taking the day off of uh, social media. Um, and we all probably need to take a day off of social media from time to time for mental health. Um, yes. But there are days but where it's important to get on there and say something. Um, today is not just, that day. Right. And so, you know, for Gressel, that's awesome that he said that. Um there are a lot of other white players on the team that could say that probably think similarly um, that could have stepped up and said similarly today. Um, And hopefully in the days to come, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe on, maybe they, maybe they want to save up their statement as a group for game day, something like that. Hopefully we see that, but you know, it is important for us to point out that for white players, if they want, their black teammates to get the treatment they deserve, they're going to have to actually act um, and stand it, you know, possibly take heat from management, get in trouble with their coach, whatever it is. Um, it might take that. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it's real easy. You step up and say, Hey, uh, I think this really sucks that um, my teammate here is being treated badly and it gets corrected. Um, but usually it isn't. Usually it's not a straight line between saying, oh, this is, I see, I see something bad and I think we should correct it. And then it gets corrected. Usually it takes more than that. And hopefully yeah. more and more players are willing to do that extra because that's, you know, we're 400 years into this thing and uh, doing just enough is clearly not working. Solidarity is an act. It is not something you can just be. It requires and even solid and even solidarity isn't isn't enough. You gotta we we all have to step forward. Yeah. I mean solidarity is a good starting point. Like yeah, if you haven't yeah, been yeah, doing yeah. anything, then you've got to start with that. And and remember yes. that solidarity isn't saying something and then being done with it. Um, you know, this is something that I was tweeting about earlier today where um if because Delo Hansen would keep coming back to him because it's <sighs> it's because he's the day. worst. Yeah. Um we haven't even gotten into his um, misogyny and, and creepy grossness. Um, but that's maybe for a later reveals, I think. Um, yeah, that's not for this but, podcast. Right. Um, but if MLS and NWSL and USL, because he owns a team in all three of those leagues, um, if they want to say that they're standing in solidarity with their players, he can't own a team in their leagues. Nope. Um, None of those leagues. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't have taken the the athletic did a great job with their report. It shouldn't have taken that um, because right. again, this stuff is you know people years know, I think, old. Yeah, I think Grant Wall said he was hearing things like this in 2015, and it's one of those things where <sighs> when you're reporting, the, you know, the reason he can't write that story at that time is because you have to have solid, um, you know, on record quotes, things like that. If you can't piece it together enough to say it solidly you can't really do the reporting because at that point you're just 
you know, possibly just parroting a, you know, someone with an axe to grind. Um, right. And uh, the athletic, so you have- after speaking with Andy Williams and documenting all his stories, went out and got corroboration, sometimes multiple co- corroboration yes. for every single thing he said. Right. Um, and that's how it has to go. And And it's, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, these things take a long time to come out um, because enough people don't want to go on record because they feel like they have something to lose. Um, but and retaliation is a real thing. And a lot of people get is. retaliated against for yeah. speaking up like this. Especially. And especially, and especially women. Yeah. Individual person. Yeah. Like. And, you know, in MLS, I mean, you think of how thin skinned um, people in MLS can be, or in American soccer in general can be, um, you know, this is a, this is a league where, um, you know, or this is a sport where uh, reporters that have been mildly critical get knocked off an email list or suddenly find their credential application gets quote unquote lost um, a lot. Uh, It happens. Um, You know, fans find themselves, you know, blacklisted from the team. Um, All kinds of things have gone wrong where it's just a matter of someone didn't want to be criticized. Uh, And we're at a point now where, those people are going to have to deal with being criticized and in fact probably need to be pushed out. Um, especially when we have it on more firm, uh, footing now that this isn't a, you know, Delo hints to do one thing wrong. This is the guy has been like this. Um, the league and people frankly, were probably enabling him. Yeah. And you know, the league probably investigated him coming in because the league does investigate owners before they bring them aboard they probably knew this stuff then. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing that's, that's obviously it's speculation. Right. On my Pure part. I'm not speculation, part of the, but yeah, I'm not part of MLS's investigatory committee for ownership. Um, no, we should be, but if, if they didn't know, then they probably didn't do a very good job investigating and that's bad. Right. Uh, but most likely they did find out and they're like, well, it won't get out. You know, he'll, he'll keep it to himself. He's not going to, you know, drop a racial slur on TV. Um, but you know, that shouldn't be the standard that the league is holding everyone to. It has to be much, much, much higher than that. Um, and, you know, this should be a moment of reckoning, I think, for for MLS especially, but really for all of American soccer. And all of American sports, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have much more to say. Well, I have lots and lots to say on this, but... Um, I think that's where we're going to call it a podcast for, for tonight. I do want to uh, just out of full transparency to our listeners, to our Patreon supporters in particular, I want to let you know that we are taking all of our Patreon support for the month of August and we are donating it as a podcast to the Milwaukee freedom fund in support of the protests in Kenosha. Um, to our Patreon supporters, do with that information what you will. Thank you all for for listening tonight. We will be back next week with uh, return to uh, talking about soccer and DC United. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>